From the American Association of Cardiovascular and Pulmonary Rehabilitation, it's the AACVPR Pulse Pod, and I'm your host, Tom Draper. I'd like to welcome everyone to this episode of the AACVPR Pulse Pod. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Day on the Hill. We're going to be doing something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to have a panel conversation. And so I'll have the panel introduce themselves briefly, but uh, um, I want to start and tell you who I have on the panel today. I have Ann Gavick, Karen Louie, Bo Proctor, and Debbie Baker. So I'll have each of you introduce yourselves. Debbie, uh, if you want to start and, and tell me a little bit about you and, and where you're from. And uh, uh, is this your was this your first day on the Hill or your multiple day on the Hill? No, actually, um, this is my seventh time to go to Day on the Hill. And uh, I am an RN and I am the current director at Cookville Regional Medical Center's Cardiac and Pulmonary Rehab. And I've been here 16 years and my other prior things were all in critical care. Excellent. Bo, welcome. Ah, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Bo Proctor. I manage three cardiac rehab campuses for Northeast Georgia Health System. I came to cardiac rehab in 2019 um, after working at the bedside from 2009 and onward. And this was indeed my first uh, Day on the Hill experience. I think I'm the first person from our organization to go to Day on the Hill. Awesome. Awesome. Looking forward to hearing about it. And Gavick. Yeah, thank you, Tom. So I am a clinical exercise physiologist. I've been in cardiac rehab all of my professional career currently the manager of cardiac and pulmonary rehab at Northwest Community Hospital in Arlington Heights, Illinois. And I don't even know, I think this might have been about 10 years stay on the hill, but it's a lot of years that I've been um, participating in this. It's been a great experience. You've been to several, that is without question. <laughs> and uh, last but certainly not least, uh, Karen Louie, uh, who needs no introduction, but I'll let her do that anyways. Well, I'm just a just a cardiac rehab nurse who went on for a master's in ex-phys. It was a great fit for me. And after 25 years of running cardiac rehab, uh, I had the opportunity to move over to doing advocacy for AACBPR. And it uh, took, took me about a year to think of myself not being in the clinical setting, but it turned out working well. And um I guess I was part of the first day on the Hill because that was 17 years ago and we kind of got it rolling. So I've been to a lot of day on the Hills and each one of them, each one of them has been awesome. Some with snow flurries and um, scooting through rain and some with springtime oh. <laughs> uh, cherry blossoms. So you get the whole gamut, but everybody comes away pretty pumped. Absolutely. Yeah. And you've been so instrumental in so many things that have come to fruition uh, for the field of cardiac and pulmonary rehab. So thank you for your leadership and all those, all those days on the Hill uh, in the past and, and, and moving forward. So um, Karen, I'm going to actually start with you and, and talk a little bit about um, what were the key messages that you and the team were there to deliver back in March on, on, on Capitol Hill, which was back in person this year, which is great. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about what those key messages were. The first one should be familiar to anybody who's um, had a conversation with me over the past six years. It's in the House. Bill is 955 and the Senate companion has just been reintroduced. And that's called the 
SOS bill. It's the Sustaining Outpatient Services Act. Great, great title. I give Kate Trainer came up with that. She's our creative titleist for anything. If you need a title, ask Kate Trainer. But it, we got cardiac and pulmonary rehab got caught in a congressional fix that was totally not of our making that we should never have been included in. And so what this bill is, is it's a Medicare fix. And that's a term common to the Hill because a lot of small errors, mistakes, unintended consequences on bills, on language from Congress go to CMS. They're misinterpreted or they're written in a way that isn't clear. And when we went to CMS in 2016 and said, you know, we weren't part of all the hospitals buying physician practices because we don't belong, we're not in physician practices and we aren't one of those high ticket items that everybody wanted them for. We are low cost services. And CMS immediately said, you are right. You need to get a bill because we're, we're, we're constricted by statutory and, and by laws. So that's what we've been trying to do. And I feel like each year we get a little closer when we went to the Hill this year and there were over 80 exuberant people who knew what they were talking about. That's great. Mm. I thought, and this group can um, correct me if, if they didn't get the same sense. They finally, they've heard it before. They heard it again. It started to click. They understood the predicament we're in. And we felt like we had some good uh, momentum coming. And at the end of last session, which was virtual and as the last two have been, which was a whole new other, um, it was a good experience and we could reach out to many more, but there's something about being there in person. It it really seemed to take this year and we hope that that will keep the momentum. Our introducer, the, the lead Adrian Smith said, his staffer said, you know, you, you, you came close to had almost 40 last year. If you can get another bump that up to like 60, that's when it really gets the attention of all the legislators. And then you'll really get the ball rolling. So that's our um, hope for this spring. And before summer break comes again, they just got out of recess. So they have to do a little bit of work. So they should be eager to hear what we have to say. And the second bill is new to us, but we all are familiar with the PHE and those terms and the shutdown and the struggling to get back and the flexibility that CMS gave us because of the PHE to, to provide virtual sessions while we were shut down um, and limited. Well, as with many other services, you know what? It worked pretty well. Everybody realized this, patients appreciated it. Um, you know, that hybrid model that some private payers have been doing like um, Blue Cross of Michigan and we know that um, Dr. Stephen Katayan has been doing this for more than eight years. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've got a model that works. So this um, was our hope that let's keep this going. So the bill is HR 1406 in the house to allow virtual delivery to continue beyond the PHE because it does not continue for hospital outpatient programs of which the vast majority of us serve, right? Uh, that's done May 12th. And this would make it permanent that cardiac and pulmonary and intensive cardiac rehab could provide virtual sessions, hybrid, virtual, you know, the way we've been doing it permanently with permanent direct supervision. So we feel like we have two good, very patient centric bills. Um, 
and I'll stop there. I could take, you know, the next hour. I know. I know. And uh, there are numerous resources that uh, that AACPR has that has more information on, on all of this. I'm going to really get in with the panel about their experience with, with Day on the Hill and, and sort of what it meant to them and what it means to their programs. But I um, always want to give you the opportunity, though, Karen, to, to talk uh, just just briefly on on what should our members be doing today in order to advocate for these two bills. Thank you, Tom. Go to the Day on the Hill page. Anybody can go. Patients, non-members. There are going to be, if they're not already, there are two letters that you can send to your congressional representatives, both in the Senate and in the House, that just are please sign this, we need this, just another ticket. So in the office, every office sits there and counts how many calls they get on what issues all every week. So if now with the momentum of Day on the Hill behind us, we can get our fellow professionals, administrators, physicians, patients to just do a click and send support this bill, that would raise interest in in, in each of those offices. So Everything else there, that the, the language of the bill is there, the description, the, the outcomes, the um, who has already signed on, who hasn't. It's, it's all very made simple. There's a lot of reading. If You, you can go as deep as you want to go or stay on the surface as much as you want to still get your voice heard to your constituent. That's who's, who's representing you in Washington in your district. That, and they've got to hear your voice. Mine does nothing if, you know, if you're not a constituent, they don't even answer the phone or read those letters. So it's the power of many giving the same message at the same time that will make it work. That is perfect. Thank you, Karen. And hopefully, you know, podcasts can last forever. Hopefully, maybe someone's listening to this podcast in six to nine months and we have those bills and it's it's going to be implemented and this is outdated. That's great. Yes. Um, but we all know there's going to be something else. So that's where really transitioning into the experience of Day on the Hill and the, the experience of advocacy with the rest of our panel comes into play uh, because next year, the following year, Karen, we're going to have something else that we're going to need your help no. advocating for. So so with that, let's talk a little bit about the experience on Day on the Hill. And I want to hear from 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 each of you. And, and you know, Bo, this was your first time. Yes, uh, this was your first time there. Talk a little bit about your experience going to D.C., walking those halls. Uh, I've done it before. It's fantastic. But what what made you say, you know what, this is something I want to do this year. I want to take my uh, participation in my organization to the next level. Uh, talk a little about your experience and your, and your interest in doing Day on the Hill this year. So, yeah, thank you. So the main reason I wanted to go was in the fall of 2021, I moved from uh, frontline staff member to a leader within our departments. And so uh, that allowed me to spend more time on the pulse and just in my guidelines book and just better understand what are we up against as a field, as an industry. And now that I have an understanding of those things, I saw a day on the hill pop up and I was like, oh, we actually have an opportunity to go impact some of those things. And I would rather do that than to just get on the pulse and, you know, complain about things. Let's go do something. So I'm um, <laughs> wanting to you know, use some of that energy in a positive way. So I just reached out um, to my VP and said, hey, AACBPR does this annually. I'd like to be able to go. What do you think? And she replied, I support this 100%. And 
And I'm like, okay. So I got on, I, I booked flights. I talked to my wife. I was like, what do you think about the kids skipping school for a couple of days and going to DC? Like, let's go to the Capitol. It's better than what they're going to get in kindergarten and pre-K. Let's go. Um, so I booked everything and I just loaded up everybody. Um, and then I looked at the website and I realized how much I was actually going to be responsible for. And I'll admit at first, I was a little overwhelmed. I was like, oh my God, this is a lot of stuff. Like I'm working on three different campuses of cardiac rehab. I'm going back to school right now. I felt like I was in school when I opened that webpage. I'm like, I got a lot of memorizing to do. Um, but then all of that was calm. So Angela Shane was my partner on pretty much all of my visits um, from Wellstar. And she's a veteran with Day on the Hill, but her daughter also works in DC. So I felt like we had an inside track on everything we were trying to do. So huge props to her for taking me under her wing. And we just kind of divided and conquered. She hit 955. Um, they announced 1406. What was it, Karen? Like the evening before we got yeah. a number. <laughs> Amazing timing. And so um, I took 1406, she hit 955, and we just kind of handed off and exchanged information throughout all of our visits. And it was, I can't tell you how valuable of an experience it was. I, I haven't done anything that meaningful yet in nursing, that's for certain. And I haven't done anything that impactful um, either at or for my organization since starting nursing. I got home and let folks know like, hey, this is what I did. Here's some pictures. The picture that Ann took of me in front of the Capitol, my organization put that everywhere. I was like, oh man, I'm I'm on the internet. Okay. So I'm, <laughs> I'm literally coaching on the t-ball field and a physician from Northside that I, I didn't know what he did. He came up to me while I was catching and he's like, hey, I saw what you did a day on the hill. That's really meaningful stuff. And I'm like, this is huge. Like I didn't realize what I was doing. I was, I told you I was being selfish. I wanted to go to DC. I wanted to see what was going on and then get a little work done in the meantime too. But it's been so rewarding, totally worth the investment of time and resources to get up there and, and take it on. And now here I am talking to you guys, like this is something we normally get to do. So just taking the opportunity to ask a leader, hey, what do you think about me doing this? What do you think about me participating in this? All they can say is no. And if they say yes, you get to go do something cool. So why not try? Yeah, And I think you bring up a really good point is, is going with someone who's been there before helps to sort of reduce that anxiety of of going. So I can remember for me, the first time I went as well, it was, okay, I'm going to be talking to either, you know, most times you're talking to a staffer, right. uh, but who's very well-informed uh, and you're going to have to explain things and you sort of have to have an elevator speech because it's not like you have all this time and you're not doing a PowerPoint presentation, but someone that really knows how to do it, I think is very helpful. So that's a very good point. It was huge. Um, and since I've gotten back, so we had Tom, you spoke uh, Saturday, Debbie, you were there, our GACBPR meeting. And so they've asked Angela and I to kind of take point on Day on the Hill going forward and just, you know, help advocate, get more people involved. They gave us a couple minutes at the end to just blast everybody with some information, direct them to the page, uh, the letters that Karen spoke about, um, trying to organize, you know, some kind of maybe a day or event where we all do take that moment of time and just hit send. Let's all do it once together and really hit them all at once. I think we've got some opportunities now that we're home, um, but you don't have to go to DC to do it. You can do it, you know, from work, from your house, wherever you are, you can advocate for cardiac rehab and the patients that we serve. Great points. Debbie, let's let's move over to you. So this is your seventh time. Um, what really motivated you to go and, and want to participate this year? Well, I've been in the medical field for 40, going on 44 years. And I really, my biggest thing from the time I started until now, and will continue probably even after I stop, at, is advocating for my patients. 
And to me, this was a huge, huge open door of being able to, to do that on a different level than I ever had the opportunity to do within just my organization where I've worked every day. So when I'm sitting here listening to Bo talk about being there as the first time, I identify with that. I felt exactly the same. I had a great mentor that took me the first time, which was Alan Lewis. And I was terrified, absolutely terrified. But after being there in just a couple meetings, it became very easy to realize that we can advocate because we are the experts in this. We know exactly what our patients need. We know what benefits we have for them. And being able to get out there and really push that along has been very passionate for me. And that's why I continue going every year. Plus, I also want to bring new people with me each time I come. And I've been advocating to bring my own staff because in a director's and a managerial administrative position, it's huge to me that I'm mentoring people in my organization so that they can understand why we do what we do in our day-to-day practices and not just such a routine thing, but the importance in the long-term of what it is for our heart and our cardiac and our lung patients. Plus for our doctors, like you said, getting that acknowledgement from our physicians that we are this passionate about it and we're in a team with them about it and we want to move forward with this. And then being able to draw them in on that with us because we need their help on this, absolutely to help push this as well as with our patients. So um, I love going. It is a realm that is like no other realm, even within your own facility and stepping out. And Bo, I'm excited. I'm just listening to you. I, thank you. I was exciting. Very I'm exciting. I took somebody for the first time this year too who just jumped in all feet, jumped into the organization, passed the CCRP, could not wait to get there. Good. And I even asked her after the meetings, do you feel like you could do this on your own if I wasn't here? And she said, absolutely, I could do this. And I can't wait till next year. So then split off, you know, divide yes. and conquer if you need to. If they're ready to fly, yes. fly. Right. So we were able to meet with all of our our. Uh, congressional members and one of our Senate members. And honestly, we in Tennessee, we've had the opportunity to actually meet with most of our congressmen and women too, not just their staffers. And and one thing that's really important, the more times that you do go and attend, and I know Ann can definitely talk to this even more so than myself and Karen, is that when you can build up a relationship with these individuals in these offices, it really pays a big impact. The next time you go, the conversations become easier. It's easier to get your meetings scheduled. Um, I really feel like they pay more attention and they really listen to what you're saying because they see that passion over and over in you. And I, I really encourage people to start early with their calls and keep that communication going all year long, not just right before day on the hill. Right. And Debbie, that's a great point is, is, is the more that you go, the more that you have that relationship and the more of ease that it, that it becomes to, to do that scheduling, to, to have those, those discussions. And they also get to know truly what you're advocating for and they can relate more to what you're getting to. So that's, that's a good point about it's not just a, you know, for Bo, great, I went once, I can check that off my bucket list. Now let me move on. It's about continuing that relationship uh, for a long, for a long period of time. Hey there, Tom Draper from Behind the Scenes. This was such a great conversation that we had to save the rest for a part two. 
Next week, we'll pick this conversation back up to learn more about the impact of AACVPR's Day on the Hill. Thank you for listening to the Pulse Pod from the American Association of Cardiovascular and Pulmonary Rehabilitation. If you have thoughts or questions about today's episode, I encourage AACVPR members to continue the conversation on the Pulse Discussion Forum. If you like what you hear, and maybe even your host, please leave a five-star rating and review on one of your preferred podcast platforms and share on social media. To learn more about AACVPR, visit www.aacvpr.org. We'll see you next time on the AACVPR Pulse Pod.